Thank you for downloading this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Fort Meg's CrossFit. Uh, Fort Meg's CrossFit has been a great partner for me, with me, uh, getting this podcast to new levels. Uh, I am not there this week um, because of football two-a-days, just not enough time to edit an in-person interview, but they're always willing to help me out, always willing to let me use their space to record a podcast. It looks a lot more professional when I'm there. I suppose in my basement with all my junk behind me. So uh, uh, they have Fort Meg's CrossFit has classes for all age groups, all skill levels. They have classes seven days a week. Check out all the stuff that if you have any questions, check out their website at fortmegscrossfit.com. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by uh, three different dads. We have not done a three different dads in a few weeks. Uh, I don't even know if we'll do one this week. Uh, it's been a couple challenging weeks for, uh, for Jim, so we've kind of just put that off for now, uh, but we'll be back uh, at some point to uh, discuss all dad things. So stay tuned for that. Uh, my guest today was someone I coached with for a few years. Great guy, uh, learned a lot from him. It was great talking to him, not only on the podcast but also on the field when we were out there coaching together. So uh, I don't want to belabor this intro anymore. Uh, I uh, look forward to what what you have to what you all have to say about this episode please like share uh leave comments subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast i got a few more youtube subscribers uh, a few more have migrated over to podbean so i uh, uh, i'm excited uh this podcast is growing um so i'm just gonna keep doing it it's fun uh and if you have any guests that you would like to come on just reach out the nerdball podcast at gmail.com or reach on any social media the nerdball pod on twitter instagram is the nerdball podcast and facebook page the nerdball podcast please reach out i'd love to hear from you thanks this is dave russell and this is the nerdball podcast is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect. All right, Dave, uh, thanks for hopping on the podcast today. I appreciate you coming on here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, it, you are in the the string of last-minute invitees because I just <laughs> I, I have so much stuff going on. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get people on, this, on the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm right with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I can make it because my schedule has been really crazy lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> Well, I uh, the first thing I always ask people is, what is something you nerd out about? Something something you're super into? Something uh, a hobby? Um, something that gets you away from your job? So something that you can relax with? Uh, something that either something you've done for a long time, something you just started? It can be anything, but something that just gets you that you really like doing. Um, you know, most of my time right now is revolving around my children, so it's kind of like. Uh... Anytime I'm away from the job, it's usually what they've got going on in their lives, and yeah. uh, that keeps me busy. Yeah. But I'm a I'm a huge sports fan, you know. So I I, I hate to admit I love the Tigers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not a very good time right now. Um, the Mud Hens, obviously, they're enjoyable. Uh, I I follow them quite a bit, and uh, obviously the Tigers too. But yeah, yeah it's do, kind of been one of those. But do you um do you have well, you have, I know you have older boys and or older children and then uh, mm -hmm. younger children. Do you coach? Because I know, obviously, I met you through football coaching, and you, I know you coach baseball now. Do you coach them and any of their stuff? 
uh, I did the older ones. The younger ones, no. I'm uh, Alex right now. He's our, our nine year old. Yeah, I'm sorry, turned ten. Sorry, oh, wow. and uh, he uh, he's into flag football now. And this is the first child that I've had that I've actually went and watched him play in the stands. Yeah, and uh, how hard is that? <laughs> I don't, you know. At first, I think like the first half of the season, I think it was extremely difficult. And then as the season went on and I saw the staff do, I mean, they did a great job with the boys. And yeah. and so it was kind of like uh, I, I enjoyed the last half of the season. They And they had a really successful season. They won their they won their postseason tournament. And, oh, nice. Uh, to see that success and, and to watch him, because he's kind of been kind of a little, he's a little different than his older brothers. And they were like sports nuts from the second they could pick up. Uh, a newspaper which that's not around anymore but <laughs> or, or, or it was like they would get up in the morning and put sports center on you yeah. know and it was watching sports center and doing that and that and he never really kind of did that and he kind of got into other things he's kind of more of a hands-on kid and but now he's starting to get to sports now he's he's doing mlb the show he's yeah. watching sports center now he's getting into it and so he's he kind of just developed maybe a little bit later and then he decided hey dad just came to me and He's always played baseball and then said, you know, I want to take baseball off this spring and I want to play uh, FNA football. Yeah. Uh, uh, flag football. Uh, our neighbor boy got is into it and got him into it. So he absolutely loved it. And so now the fall season starting here next week. And so he's getting ready for that now. And I'm going to watch him again and see how that goes. And it's a different, th- it's a different thing, but I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah, I uh, I, well, I remember him out there when you were coaching. Alex yep. was out there. Him and him and Drew were buddies. Sure. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, I remember him being out there. Um, yep. But but it is it is a different thing because I I remember I coached Mateo when he started playing flag football, but then I stopped just because I couldn't do it during football season. Exactly. Uh, but it is a, a weird thing when you're used to just coaching things and then you're just sitting yep. there. It's it's another skill that I had to work on and not like right. I'm 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 pretty good because I don't like when parents are like second guessing me or or I'm sure they are when they do certain things. So I'm pretty good at yeah. not doing that. But I will lean over to Andrew and be like, ah, they they probably should be doing this or they should be doing that. And she just looks at me oh, and shakes her head. Oh, yeah, Britt Brandy's the same way. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, you're not coaching anymore. Yeah, yeah, she just like uh, you know, let let coach do the coaching. Yeah, you, you do the you do the watching. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I just. Sometimes I talk out loud and it's what's going on in my head. <laughs> but do you, when he's playing, do you ever watch him play video games? Or I'm sure he asked you because I know Mateo plays MLB the show and he's playing NBA 2K yeah. right now. But he always asks, like, "Hey, can you hey come watch this or check this out or whatever?" Oh, for sure, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come check this out, Dad. You know, he's he does that. He does the. Uh, he's got an old. Jeez, uh, what uh, the NFL? What's the NFL part of that? I never got into that. My boys always played like Madden. Uh, yeah, Madden. He's got, yeah. I don't know what year he's got. He's got like an old version of it or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of funny watching him play that and get, you know, the old players. He has no idea who they are, you know, <laughs> but he plays it and, hey, dad, look at this. You know, this guy's a 99, which I kind of know what that means, but I don't really, I never really got into those <laughs> games. And I just too busy doing the real thing, I guess, coaching and didn't really have time to do that. But yeah, yeah so it's, it's cool that I, I, I don't, I never pushed any of my kids super hard into sports. I've always just mm-hmm. kind of, exposed them to it and then they just grabbed on to whatever they were interested in and i just did the same thing with alex and my girls are the same way and and they're just kind of they go their own way like i said he's he's actually starting to really get into the sports now and it's kind of been 
I'm kind of glad it's going that way. Yes. He needs that. And, uh, I think it's great for kids and it's great discipline and it teaches them other things about life. And that's, that's something I've just, I've learned over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if being involved and we'll get into it, but being involved with sports and coaching for so long that, that you see all that stuff and you recognize, you know, we always talk about players that, uh, you know, they need a sport more than the sport needs them, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you, you've, I just know you from coaching Perrysburg, but you, you've been coaching for a while. Did you, uh, did you grow up around here? Yeah, I, I actually, I went to Northwood, uh, graduated from there in 1986. Yikes. I know I'm dating myself. Um, that's right. That's, that's just the, the year after I was born, but that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and I always kind of, I had a lot of younger friends and, uh, and so I kind of still kind of went back and watched them play and their sports. So I kind of was always around and then I kind of got away a little bit and with my job and it kind of took me up into Michigan a little bit. So I kind of lost track. And then, then we started ha- and then I, my first child was born. And, uh, and, uh, so then we kind of moved back into Northwood. And so they got back into the sport or back into the school system there. And so I kind of got back immersed back into it again. And then, uh, when I started coaching my oldest in uh, T-ball, um, then uh i went to coach james who's the head football coach at north has been there he took over the year after i graduated we graduated or he started in 87 there mm-hmm. and um actually just started talking to him just having conversations with him and uh about the baseball program there uh, at northwood and then the uh the football program and I actually was interested in, in coaching in the baseball program and he's like well you know we've got a coach there he's got he's all set he goes, but I have a spot open. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, well, it would be a, a junior high football coach. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, we got a young kid that's coaching it. He's a, he's a great head coach, but you're a little bit older. Maybe he could use a little, little bit of that. And, he, and uh, I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And he'll never guess who that guy was. Oh, <laughs> who was that? Chuck, Chuck Jaco. Oh, really? Yeah, my first oh. year of junior high coaching was uh, me and Chuck. <laughs> me and Chuck coached the junior high team together. No kidding, it Chuck. <laughs> yep. For people who don't know, is our is the Perrysburg Athletic Director now. Uh, Absolutely, that, that's funny. <laughs> One of the greatest humans on earth, man. I love that guy. We, me and him coached two years of junior high football together. We were in the old SLL. We were the teeny little Northwood school, and the big SLL. The SLL was a big, like the Eastwood. Elmwood. I mean, they were bigger, lot bigger schools back then than we were. Yeah. And, you know, so I got in that and Chuck's like this, this SLL is a meat grinder, man. It's going to be tough. We're going to have to really, you know, so blah, blah, blah. Well, we ended up winning it. Nice. Uh, yeah. It was, we had, we had a, we had a couple, we had a really good class that year. And so we came back uh, and had the seventh grade class came in right after them was even better. We won it again. So we were back, back SLL champions and, I, and Chuck and I will hang our hats on that all day. He, 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 I just ask him about it. He'll, he'll beam right up because that, that was one of the probably the top athletic class to ever go through Northwood. Yeah. And I just got lucky and hit it right. Yeah. Uh, so I did that two years and then, uh, so you, you, you know, you have to, you have to, t- uh, remember those things. Like, uh, I remember when I was a freshman football coach and we won NLL, like it's, yep. it's like a cool thing, you know, it's, oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're part of this championship, you know, it's, it's something you will remember, you know, even if your friends make funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, I have a T I have a t-shirt that I still have. I mean, I was way smaller back then, so it doesn't fit me anymore. But I, I was going to ask have, you if you had a t-shirt. 
yeah, I still have the two T-shirts. They're in a box somewhere in my basement. I and I got uh, the the football that the team signed. I, I've yeah. got all that stuff still. I keep all that, but yeah. I've got a, I got memorabilia down in my ba- in this basement down here. That's just like wow. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was Chuck and I, man. We we had we had a crew there that was that was, that was a great time. And how many, you know, how many coaches? Was it just you two? No, we had uh, there was three of us. Yep, okay, there were three right. of us. Yep, yeah. and we did we did that. Like I said, I did that for two years, and Chuck was teaching at Northwood at that time. Okay, and then uh, after that, uh, Coach James had a spot open up. Uh, had a coach retire, um, and they asked me if I was inter- if I'd be interested in going up and coaching varsity linebackers. And yeah, I said for sure, yeah. So I went up and did that, and then Chuck kind of moved on. I think he went to Penna for a little bit. Okay. And then, then he jumped into Perrysburg and became the athletic director. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's how it all started. And uh, see, I, I learned a lot from Chuck. I know, I don't know if Chuck learned anything from me. He probably didn't because Chuck is, <laughs> Chuck's a good dude, man. He knows his stuff and he was a really good coach, a really good coach. And uh, I think he could have did really well if he would have coached, but yeah. he obviously he's doing great with what he's doing. And then, sure. uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I haven't had a chance to really tell that part. So, I, you know, people I just say, yeah, I grew up with Chuck. I just, I say, I, I've known Chuck for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that part of it, but I didn't know you guys coached together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was on my very first year. I was 1998. Okay. All right. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, so that, that year, because uh, I know you were at Northwood for a while. Uh, yep. That year starting there was your start of what, 20, 20 some years at Northwood? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, nah, not quite that. Nah, I think I started in 98 to 2013, so it was, fi- okay. it was 15 years. Okay, okay. But I've been coaching for since, yeah, it's been, yeah, about 25 years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I asked, uh, we started our tour days yesterday, and I asked Sims, I oh, go, Sims, what, what number season is this for you? He goes, 35. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? It is, it's, yeah. It's flown by. I'm th- I just, you know, when, when you had asked me to do it, you know, then, then that makes you sit down and, and then start pondering over your life again. What's he going to ask me? Uh, I got to be able to come up with dates or whatever. And I'm like, I'm terrible with dates. No, I'm no. terrible with names, but you know, but I, I can tell you the names of a lot of those kids back then. And, and then I still run into them now and it's, it's great running into those kids and they, yeah. Hey, coach Russell, how you doing? You know? And it's like, man, I know, I know you, you're, you know, <laughs> Uh, how do you spell your name again no it's, yeah. like, it's, like, you know, it's one of them things you know but yeah it's yeah it's and then coaching you know coaching kids that i graduated with their kids you know oh, yeah. I, i've done that at northwood too and, and doing that you know that's that's great to do that too as well but so you you were at northview or i'm sorry northwood um yeah. when do you have because you said you started when you were 19 when do you have um your first kid like when in all in in this well uh, my oldest boy was born yeah. in uh, 1992 okay all right so you because i know that's for me that's difficult as far as like um like when you have a kid you're like all right, I, I wasn't coaching i don't think i was coaching yet when we had mateo um mm-hmm. but was was that a hard thing to figure out like all right i gotta i got i have this kid and now i got i'm coaching too and like how to figure all that out yeah it it was tough. It was tough. I mean, you had to prioritize, but the thing I was, I was still involved. I coached both my, my older boys in, uh, baseball still. Okay. That was in the office. Well, then we had something called the little range program that coach James had started at Northwood and it was a fourth and a fifth grade team. 
Okay. And it was kind of its own little entity. He would put the coaches in it and it, he was real strict. This what I'll give this man credit is he pushed his program all the way down as far. So it's like, if you were coaching in his program, the junior high level or down in the little ranger program, you had to run his, his stuff or a rudiment of it. Some, some sort of kind of, you had to run triple, he's a triple option coach. So you right. had to run triple option no matter what. Well, as I started, as my boy started getting up in age, um, I went to him and said, Hey, uh, how about expanding the little ranger program and maybe pushing it down a little bit lower. And so he's like, Hey, if you're up for it, go for it. And okay. so I said, I said, cool, I'm good. So I started, we basically revamped the entire, uh, little ranger program. We made it uh third and fourth grade it was the third and fourth grade team. And then we had a fifth and sixth grade team and tons of kids. It grew exponentially and it actually started involving second graders too. Oh, really? Wow. This, yeah. This is tackle football all the way down to second grade. So you had your choice. You could come up and play as a second grader, but you weren't guaranteed playing time. You would get fifth quarter time if you wanted it, but the third and fourth graders had priority. Yeah. And and so that, that kind of all developed. So it was, you know, I'm doing varsity football. Uh, and then after, then we'd always have practices in the evening. So right after that was when little ranger were kicking. So all the other coaches would be like, Hey, I'm going home. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you later. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for another two or three hours. Cause we got to, you know, I ran, I ran it and coached it. So it was a lot of long days. So the drive, the drive for this was just, just for your boy to, to yeah, play football, my, right? My, I wanted my boys to be involved. They wanted yeah. to play. They were yeah. like, dad, I want to play football. I want to play football. So I said, well, you can't play till, you know, fifth grade. And, you know, my oldest boy was in second grade, third grade, always on the football field with us, you know, when we yeah. practice varsity stuff, you know, and they want to play. And so I said, that's why I went to a coach. And I said, Hey, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, let's do it. I've always yeah. wanted to do it. If you want to run it, do it. You know? So I took it over and we developed that that thing's still going like gangbusters right now it's a it's a great organization and it's well run and it's just i passed the baton uh off uh, as my kids came up through it yeah. and a couple of guys took it over and they did real good and it's just been snowballing and it's been great so i, I kind of check in every once in a while see how it's going over there and i you know people are saying it's amazing they're doing a great job and so you know i kind of hang my hat on that one but but yeah but both my boys were I had one in third grade and he started that the very first third grade class there. And then he moved up into fourth. And then my second grader played two. And he played on the third and fourth grade team. And they had about a, a group of his boy friends played. And then now their class is probably, if not the best class, the second best class to come through Northwood because they had 25 kids in their class at Northwood that played football. Wow. That's yeah. That, that's, that's big there, right? That's three times as big as a normal class that comes yeah. through. I mean, you get like maybe eight, ten kids that get up. You know, they're bigger now, but back back when we were so small, for to have a 25, uh, 25 player team come into that program is pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and the craziest thing about it, and I, I always tell everybody this is, uh, we videotape like all of their games that class because that's my youngest boy's class or my not my youngest boy now, but back then um, yeah. it was my boy's class, and there was twenty five that played in third grade. When they were seniors, I coached them in football, obviously. When they were seniors, they all came over to my house, and we broke out the Little Ranger uh, tapes, <laughs> right? And th there's 23 of them graduated that played in third grade. Yeah. Two of them just kind of happened to migrate away, but none of them quit football. They all It was like that class was just a really weird class 
they all were the best friends. They all hung out and it wasn't like, I mean, it's all 23 of them. Yeah. And, and the really funny thing is, is you looked at it and most of the kids that were playing as third graders were playing the same position as seniors. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And that, so, that that changes quite a bit because uh, yeah. they grow and you know they, yeah. everyone gets oh. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Some of you know some of the the kids that were too heavy to run the ball ran the ball, but they still you know on defense they played linebacker or on yeah. uh, free safeties or you know it's like it was just re- we was all sitting there looking at it like yeah look at you know, look at Nick you know he was you know he was a free safety and you know and now he's you know he was a free safety when he graduated that was my that's my boy and the quarterback and. You know, it was like it was just kind of it was just very odd, but they all love that, and they still all hang out together. They're all real good. So that's you know kind of the camaraderie that I push for sports. You know that this you keep that through life. And it's, yeah, you know, those yeah. life lessons. I love coaching. That's why I love coaching. I, I was just talking to our new offensive line coach yesterday because um, we, my daughter, uh, I'm coaching my daughter's travel softball team next year, mm-hmm. and I coached it this year at U, uh, and for me, like. We only had one AU team, but for me, it was like, "Hey, we gotta, you gotta learn how to play. You gotta do all these fundamentals. You're eight, eight and nine years old. Like, there's still some girls can't throw it very well. So, like, you're learning all this stuff. And, and then this next year, I'm on the silver. I'm coaching the silver team, and I was telling our new offensive line coach, I was like, his daughter's on our team too. I was like, I'd much rather be a silver team or a bronze team or a B team coach because yeah. I like, I'd much rather." develop these girls and and everyone knows like this is about developing and getting them ready for you know their future if they want to keep playing softball then yep. then be on the gold team it's like win 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 well this girl is number is batter number 11 and she hardly plays but that's just what we got to do like it's it's more difficult but but sure. to, to your point of starting this league you know uh just developing these kids and getting them ready and being part of it that's my favorite part of coaching yeah everything. And I, I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed the Little Ranger experience. I know it was it was it was difficult for the time from the time aspect, but I enjoyed that way more than I enjoyed coaching varsity football. Just because kids at that age are just like I say they're developing, and I mean you could tell them, uh, you know, you need to hop on one foot and throw the football. You know, they would do it. You know, yeah. it's like they yeah. just like sponges, and it was like, yeah, this is how we're gonna do it. You know, and and just teaching the very fundamentals of football. I, I get more gratification out of that than I do on a, on a Friday night type thing. Yeah. But I, I still I still love the Friday night stuff and you know and and all that and and the baseball part of it. I would rather do clinics and teach the very fundamentals of hitting or fielding and all that than and then the actual coach. I get more I do get more joy out of that too as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's well you can especially as when they're younger you can see the change a lot more too. Like from from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, as opposed to football, it's not. It's very small incremental changes. It's like, oh, you mm-hmm. you finally didn't fall step. Like good <laughs> good job, you know. But it's yeah. it's all these small little things because that's all you're working on at that level. Because right. you you right. you know, if, if you're working on the fundamentals, then you're not playing. You know, so right. you, you can't you can't work on that kind of stuff. Right. How yep. how how was it? Because uh, Mateo Mateo's gonna be in sixth grade, so he still has a few years before he's on the before he plays football in high school, if he just chooses that. Mm-hmm. How was it coaching or being on the staff when your sons were playing? Um, It, it was it, it was hard because um, I, I don't think it was hard. I, I was tough. I, obviously, you're tougher. Usually, you're tougher on your kid than you yes. are uh, other players. I, I tried my darndest not to be that way because I've, <laughs> I've seen other coaches that do that. And yeah. My biggest thing was if I'm going to if I'm going to harp on you and chew you out for X, Y, Z, then I'm going to talk you up for 
the other yeah. when you do well. I, yeah. I always try to do that. If I'm going to down you for one thing, then I'm going to say something good that you did somewhere else. And that was some of the, the, the philosophy, philosophy of my dad was always like that. And that's something that passed on to me, but um, I never uh, coached either one of my kids' position. So okay. I was always opposite. I was at Northwood. I was a defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. Um, and so Nick, uh, Eric, my oldest boy was a quarterback only. So, uh, and coach James was, uh, the quarterback coach and he was, cause that, that was his thing. I mean, he just, that was the triple option was his, yep. and he, he had to run it and he did it. He, you know, he showed me the fundamentals of it, but he was a huge proponent of that. And, and, uh, I mean, he has college coaches, you know, talking to him about how, what he got to do with running triple option type. So that's, he's been around for so freaking long. Um, so I was always on the defensive side of the ball. So I never really coached Eric very much. And then Nick, and that was the other thing too, is coach James was a proponent for if your quarterback plays, he doesn't play defense because oh. he can't have his quarterback going down. Yeah. And, but now Nick, my second oldest was an absolute, I, he, he was a little bit different than his brother. He was a lot more physical, a little bit smaller, a lot faster, but he would absolutely murder you on a football field if he could. And he was just, he had that, he had that mentality where, um, he, he just, he, he would chew on coach James every, every I want to play defense. I want to play defense. I want to play defense. And, I want, and, he, and coach finally said, uh, all right. So he came up as a freshman. And so Eric was a junior and that was the nice thing about North too, is he, he developed his quarterbacks in two year, every two year increments. So you had a quarterback that would be under the wing of the guy that was a junior or senior. You were the freshman, sophomore, you were the backup. So you would get the mop up games, but then, so it was like every two years you had a new triple option quarterback coming in. He would just hit the ground running. There was never, never any, any like rebuild, I guess. It was just a retool. He just would come in and take right over. So, so Eric was for his junior senior was the starting quarterback. And Nick was as a freshman and a sophomore started free safety for us. Oh, wow. And he was the backup quarterback. Well, then we got to, well, it's your time to take over. Uh, the offense, so Coach James like, well, you, that you're done on defense, and I was like, whoa, he's like, he's like my best freaking defender. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's like, well, he's done on defense. So I'm like, crap. So I think that went for maybe three games, maybe. And the next thing I know, you know, Coach James like, hey, put Nick in at free. And so I'm like, whoa, all right, you know. So it was like, you know, one of those things. Like he gave me, you know, he gave me a really good. I mean, he's my son. I don't like talking about my, but I'm telling you, he he was one of our better best hitters, defenders. Um, just was a field general back there. Um, always had, he, he kind of reminded me of Drew Sim. I mean, he was that, that general guy where he just put yeah. guys in right positions, coach on the field, knew the defense <laughs> inside and out, knew the offense inside and out. You know, it was just like, just you had to have him out there. And so, yeah, he got lucky and got to play defense uh, his senior, senior year. But, you know, we had to get him out when we didn't absolutely have to have him. It was, but we, we still had him a little bit better. There's still some rules around it. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It got, you know, if the game got a little bit out of hand, it was like, get him out because we don't want him getting rolled up on or anything yeah. like that. But, you know, if it was a, a, t- a t- tough game or whatever, you know, he's like, get him back there because he would make sure that we were in the right defense. And so, yeah. But, yeah. I, but he, had, I, he had a really good class around him. So it was easy. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It makes it easier when you're like, okay, well, we don't, you know, we're going to lose something, obviously, because he's not a starter, but it's not as big a drop off. Right, yeah. yeah. It was just he was just the, that that safety net back there to be, you know, to make sure we were in the right, you know, coverage and you know we had the right lineup. I mean, I had a great middle linebacker too, and and in that class, so he was, 
you know, he took care of the front and Nick took care of the back. And it was just like, they're all good to go, man. So I never had to worry about being lined up wrong. Never had to worry about being matched up right, right or wrong. Yeah. It was just like, it was easy. <laughs> so that's why I kind of like the, like having him back there. So it was more for that than, but he was still physical. He was yeah. one of the most physical kids we had out there. I, I like watching like the one that stands out to me is, well, he can't help but stand out is, is Canyon Gagich when he was out. Cool when he was playing safety, just like yeah. hearing him uh, control everything and move people around and, yep. you know, make sure people are in the right spot. It was, it's, it was cool to see that kind of stuff. And I never really <laughs> paid attention to it as much as when he did it. Yep. Yeah. Just to have that extra, that extra set of eyes out there. I mean, cause you know, we're looking up top and we're looking from the side and we got a pretty good grip on it, you know, but still just to be down there in it and seeing it. And then, you know, it's great to have that communicator mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Canyon reminded me of of my my second oldest too. He's same same way, you know. Yeah. But um, so you you coached you coach them. They they move on. Uh, the, when they leave, does it feel like weird because they're you know you have what it was what six years of your sons being there? Is it is it yeah. d- does it feel different? Like oh man, it's like why? Yeah, am I- it was, you know, <laughs> when I first started at varsity, they weren't there, so it was kind of like you know I coached. <laughs> And then they came, then they came through the program and it was just kind of like, yeah, it was, it, it, I think it was more weird having them there than not having them there for me, yeah. just because I was so used to coaching and it was like, yeah, I was already there for a while. And it was like, yeah. oh, now your kids are in here. So, and like I said, I never really coached them. So they were always in a different room or they're always on the different half of the field or whatever. So, but on Friday nights, you know, obviously you get to watch them right there. And then, but then once they were gone, then it was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of a void there. And that was one of the reasons why I kind of left there was, well, uh, Eric went on to play football at Manchester University, their triple option team over in Indiana. Okay. He unfortunately uh, uh, had an injury, a catastrophic injury that oh, stopped, really? his, yeah, stopped his career. Yeah. he. Uh, I tell him he's got the uh, NCAA rushing record for quarterbacks uh, yards per carry because he had one carry in his career and carried it 38 yards and then shredded his knee every Every CL that you have in his knee was gone. Really? Yeah. In fact, I think the only thing that was basically holding his bottom leg on was the skin. I mean, it was the most. I I beat the trainer. I was up in the sand. It was at Trine University. It was their very first scrimmage, and he was at quarterback, and he was running. Um, they ran triple there, but then they they also ran a quarterback option and stuff. And okay. And so he he faked to the he faked to the halfback, and he was really good tactician. The whole defense went with the halfback. And so he kept it and rushed around the left-hand side. Nobody saw him. He's running all by himself, but the free safety uh, saw him. So he took an angle. So he's at the angle coming down. They're coming down the sideline right in front of us. And he cut back into the inside. He went right. His left knee went left. So it wasn't even a contact injury. No, nope. Non-contact. Boom. And I saw the whole bottom half separate. And I beat the trainer to him. Let's put it that way. I knew it was, I knew, I mean, yeah. I knew I saw, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, ah. And so I shot down out of the stands and I was down there and the trainer come up and I'm like, and he's laying there. And it was like, yeah, I said, this is a catastrophic one. And I give him credit because he tried to come back. Um, oh, after that. Yeah, he tried, but uh, I mean, actually, well, the doctor, you know, he's like, can I play football anymore? When we were when we were getting it evaluated, and he's like, son, I'm I'm hoping to make you be able to walk again. 
and yeah so it was pretty catastrophic and yeah he, he, worked, he worked his rear end off um rehabbed in and then finally just decided you know what i'm just giving it up with the nice thing about coach over at manchester is he he allowed him to keep all of his grants kept him on the team he became a quarterback's uh, student coach okay um so by the time his junior year senior year he was actually up in the box uh, helping call plays and he was doing recruiting and he was a sports management major. He graduated sports management from over there. Um, he coached local high schools over there. Uh, he was a JV baseball coach for their oh, local wow. high school over there. Yeah, so he would do that in the, uh, in the spring while he was still going to school. So, And then uh, he graduated and uh, got a job working for a logistics company um, and is doing real well with that. He's raising a family over in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's got twin little girls right now. He's married, so he's doing real well. Um Still kicks around coach, get back into coaching. I, I'm sure he will once he's, <laughs> he's got the bug. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then Nick graduated two years later. He went on to Tippin uh, to play baseball there. And uh, and he had a he had a catastrophic injury that ended his career. Damn, Dave. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he actually, he, he tore his labrum to where he, he couldn't couldn't even pick his arm up or throw or do anything anymore. So he, he got out of that and uh, – so yeah, so I yeah I was hoping to watch two boys go through play college football and baseball. I had myself all set up for that, and that didn't happen. So, yeah. But, hey, but you know, it so- sounds like things were working out though. For sure, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like Nick. Nick now he's raising a family. He lives in Moline, and uh, he's a sales manager for Yark Yark Automotive. He's doing okay. real well. Yeah, he's got a little boy. Uh, he's two and he's got a little, uh, daughter that's going to be one here pretty soon. And nice. uh, yeah, they're, they're doing real well. So, uh, so but like sports, sports, I think sports is what did that, you know, got them, mm-hmm. you know, the, the toughness of that. And they, they both rebounded from something that was really bad and they, you know, they made lemonade with lemons and are doing really well. Nice. Uh, yeah. that, that reminds me, you were talking about jobs and stuff with them, but but you you are not in education, so you're very you're similar to me in the fact that you know I'm coaching not in education. Was that mm-hmm. was that ever like a hindrance, or was it ever a, something that you had to like constantly think about? Or you yeah, know? yeah, it was diff- it was difficult. I I work uh, a chemical sales engineer, and so I'm self employed, and uh, I work for a company called Watcon out of Indiana, and so pretty much can make up my own schedule. Uh-huh. Uh, but there were periods of times, you know, like everything when the economy goes bad or, you know, things start to you know slow down. You know, think, oh, man, I'm probably going to have to give up the coaching because mm-hmm. it takes up a lot of time, you know, and I'm giving up a lot of uh, work stuff to be able to, you know, for two days. And, you know, there's probably maybe one or maybe two years in there where the two day schedule, you know, I could only make the one and had to leave or make the second one or, you know, had to go work and then make the second. You know, it was like. Where, you know, when the economy had turned down and I needed to, I needed to, you know, get out and yeah. work a little bit more. Yep. And you know, so, but mo- most of that, you know, it, it was great having, you know, coach James was always great with working with me on that. And, uh, and, it, but yeah, I was fortunate enough to have that job to be able to, to kind of meander things around, move things around to be able to coach. Um, and not that many people get that opportunity. So yeah. I took advantage of it. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm happy that I had that opportunity to do that. That's where I've been too. Like, like, lucky for me, I've had bosses and supervisors where they work with me on my schedule. I, there was a couple. I think my first couple years, <clears throat> excuse me, on the varsity at Perrysburg, I had to because Kriegel did two days in the morning, so I did two days in the morning, 
and then I'd go to work from like one to nine or something at night. So they let me, you know, move things around or I would use vacation time or, but it is, it is a difficult thing to, to do because we, you, we obviously love to do it. So if we got to work a lot, you know, like this coming week, starting tomorrow, yeah. I have, I'm going to work and then go to two a days until 9 PM. So like, it's, it's, it's just something we have to do. And, and like I said, lucky for me, everyone's pretty understanding that they know I love to do this and they're willing to, to, sure. to help, you know, and actually yeah. one of the reasons I became a supervisor at the Metro parks was my, my boss said that he, like the fact that I coach, like that's part of part of what he liked about me supervising people or him wanting me to supervise people is because of that coaching aspect. Yeah, that's great. That's that. Yeah, that you like people like that because they, they you know, the people that do realize they don't say, you tell me, hey, yeah, I coach high school football. And, you know, people go, hey, you know, then you got people go, whoa, how do you have all, you know, how do you do that? Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge time. That's a huge time thing, you know, I'm like, it is, it is, but you know, it's rewarding and, you know, you got to love it. And that's why I like, you know, the people that, that respect that part of, I guess, about it, the time constraint and, you know, mm-hmm. you're giving back, giving back. And that's the whole reason why I always did. And that's why I told coach James when I first went to him, I said, he was like, why the heck do you want to do that? I said, I want to give back to the program that I got, out. you know, I yeah. got so much out of this program and I, I see so much of the life lessons that I learned in sports in high school and, and earlier come back in your later life and you go, Oh, okay. That makes sense now. You know, and they always harp your coaches always harp that, you know, this is life lessons you're learning here. Now this is, you know, we're trying to make you into, you know, good human beings and husbands and fathers. And, and you looked, you know, you always listen to it and like, Hey, okay, whatever. You know, you were a teenager at the time and you're like, yep. oh, whatever. but then you got, yeah, he was, you know, yeah, he was talking. Yeah. He was right. Yeah. Well, so I, I still, I still, yeah. I still remember when coach Roger Frank was, was the coach of Paris when I was there the head coach. Right. And the one thing I, it still stays with me. And I, I think I've told him and his wife, you know, a couple of times since I've seen him, like he's, he told us uh, either my junior year or senior year, he told us, we won't know as a coaching staff, we won't know how successful we are until we see until, you know, much, much later from now, when, if you guys are good husbands and have, and are you're, you're good men at your jobs and you're good family right. guys. And like, we won't know if how, how well we did, you know, right. It could be 10, 15, 20 years from now. But right. I always think about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's for sure. You know, and and coach coaching at my alma mater, which is something, you know, obviously you're doing the same thing and you, mm-hmm. you're giving back to that that program. I mean, it's morphed since you've been there, obviously, but still, you know, the the, the same things are there. And so that's kind of like what, you know, biggest thing I wanted to do. I, I seen some of my friends that you know, we're kind of troublemakers and into trouble and, you know, we hooked them into sports and, and they straightened up and they became great people. And I still see them to this day, you know, and I, I said, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I want to instill in the kids. And, and that's kind of what I did when, you know, when I was started at Northwood, that was my biggest thing was to impact them that way, not only coach them, but just kind of talk to them about being good human beings. And, 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 and some of the kids that I coached over there, it's a little bit different make up than perrysburg i guess sure, you could say being, sure. being politically correct i guess <laughs> um, uh so it was a little different clientele that we coached over there so mm. there was a lot more i think i guess uh outside the program we, we were a little more involved with the kids outside the program at north of than we were at perrysburg than i was at perrysburg and uh you know with study tables and oh. 
making sure, you know, I was in the guy, you know, I was in the guidance office, if not every day, every other day to make sure, you know, we had a list of kids that we had to keep track of, mm-hmm. uh, make sure they're up on their studies, make sure they're up on their, you know, their home life wasn't the, wasn't the best. And, you know, constantly keeping track to make sure that they had everything they needed. And so it was kind of more hands-on there. And I got a lot of satisfaction on that because there were some kids that were on a fast track to nowhere that we hooked them into coming and playing football or baseball. And, and some of them I've, uh, don't want to name names, but there was one kid that was in the prison system when we got him, and uh, we hooked him in as a sophomore. And uh, that kid now is working for uh, Owens Corning yeah. and is an engineer for them now. And, is, and I just saw him, this is the reason I bring up, I saw him, it was about a month ago, ran into him at a restaurant and, and you know, gives he he gives you that hug, and it's that little bit tighter hug that you get from a player. Just yeah. because you know, you know, you know, you know that he's like, hey man, you know, I really appreciate. And that right there is all I needed, you know, to to be able to say, you know, my life coaching is that reward right there was the biggest reward you could ever get. Yeah, when you know that kid was on a on a path to nowhere, and and football gave him something to grab onto, and. Uh, we as a coaching staff guided him through his high school career and got him into college. And, you know, that's the stuff that we love. Yeah. And, and it's, that's not every coach uh, can do that kind of stuff, which is fine. Your, your job to coach is to coach football or baseball or whatever sport. Uh, it's mm-hmm. that the extra stuff, not, not every coach is capable of doing that, but as, as long as you can coach those guys on the field, you'll be fine. But I like that yeah. extra stuff too. I used yeah. to, when I had Mondays off, I used to go into, you know, the junior high and, and talk yes. to kids, or I would go into HPI in the fifth and sixth grade building and talk to kids. Yep. And, you know, it's, yep. I like that stuff too. Yeah. No, I say you, I never, I'm not probably never told you, you remind me a lot of me when I was younger. Yeah. I was <laughs> your, 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 your pathway. And I, and I'll tell, I'll tell you right. I, I admire you to that. Cause I say, well, thank you. Don't, it, it takes a, a special person to do that. And I don't call myself special, but I, that's what I wanted to do too. And I was in the elementaries doing the recruiting for football. I would go down their lunch hours. You know, I would take my lunch hour at work and I would just, I'd shoot over the, we had two elementaries in Northwood one on one side and one on the other. And, and I would go just sit and lunch and I'd wear my, you know, my Northwood football Jersey or uh, shirt yep. and go in and all the, you know, all the boys and girls would come up to, you know, and be like, Hey, that's a football coach. Oh, look at, and I just tell them, Hey, you know, this, we got this program. If you guys want to get into it and, you know, it's real fun and we made it fun and, and we grew the numbers to where it was like, man, we had, well, when I left and, and, and passed it on, we had two third and fourth grade teams, two fifth and sixth grade teams at there. And, oh. and so I take pride in that. But again, it was like you, like you get, get down in the junior high and talking yeah. to the kids, not only recruiting them, but just talking to them and just saying, hey, how's, how's it going? You know, you're playing football. You know, do you know anybody that's, you know, we can get into the program that, you know, and just stuff like that. So yeah, I was constantly doing that. And yeah. So that was, that's the rewarding part of it to, yeah. to see the successes that come out of that. Well, that's, you know, and that's my plan this year too. I'm still working, working through it, but I plan to have like a uh, recruiting recruitment day for eighth graders. So they, mm-hmm. they can come on, on game day and I can show them around. I, I'm even to have like, our white jerseys are out. They can put their jerseys on and take pictures and all that kind of stuff. And, yep. you know, cart them out on the field pregame. And, you know, I yep. like, I like all that stuff. 
uh, yeah. because you know the the more it, maybe all those kids are going to play next year anyway, or maybe it it makes three play that we're going to play. I don't know, right. but yeah. but it's it's you know it's only it's only going to help um, yep. as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, all, yeah, all we that did, yeah we yeah we did the same thing at, at Northwood when I was over there too with the eighth graders. It was always the stretch game. Stretch game was our that, that was our big that was week ten every year it was a big rivalry. Yep. Um, um, because a lot of uh, the, the stretch stretch was the the Catholic school that was butted right up to Northwood. And they were the ones that grabbed our some of our kids. Everywhere. So it was like it was one of those things, you know, like you know Perrysburg St. John's type. You know, kid from Perrysburg. Yeah. It was like that's that was our St. John's type thing, you know. So it it was it was a friendly rivalry, but it was pretty heated. But that's that was always always week ten. The the junior high eighth graders would we would come over and we get them in their jerseys and they would they get to see the weight room in the locker room but they they were in the weight room anyway but they got to see the locker room um they got to see where their lockers were going to be because we had a section that was just for incoming freshmen okay so they could actually pick out their locker and do all that and then uh, then they got to go out on the field and stand on the sidelines and they got to you know see Coach James's pregame speech and halftime hopefully happy speech uh, or <laughs> you know, the, the evil side of football when stuff isn't going your way. So that's yeah, the, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cut my guys loose after, uh, after the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, no, we, no, we would let them come in at halftime to see it, how adjustments were made. Sure. How each, you know, each coach had their adjustment period. And so they got to see all that. So nothing was a shock when they came over, they knew what was coming and they knew like the pregame stuff. They knew all that. Cause you know, it was always funny. Cause I'd always, I, you know, and I always uh, just when Ken Coach James was doing his pregame, I'd always look at the eighth graders because they always kind of sat over in the corner and you just look at him, you know, like get the big wide eyes going, <laughs> oh, oh my God, those guys, you know, because he was a he was a rah rah guy and yeah. kind of like Coach Kriegel, yeah, but he mellowed out as he got a little bit older too, and it wasn't as I don't want to say bad, but it wasn't as crazy as he was, but yeah. You know, so yeah, that was always fun. I always got to look at their expressions on their face over there and like, oh, whoa, you know, I, this is crazy. This is crazy, you know. So, but yeah, that's there's nothing like a good like a good pregame speech. Sometimes, oh. sometimes it takes five words. Sometimes you take a minute and a half, you know. But it's man, I love pregame speeches for sure. And that's and to tell you a little bit about we, uh, that's the first time I saw Coach Kriegel. I, it was probably I, what year? What year did? Uh, did you guys go really far in the playoffs? Is that 15, 14? 15, I believe. 15. Yeah. Uh, we were, as a staff at Northwood, um, a lot of times we would just hang out and uh, start prepping for the next day, that Friday night after our game. Sometimes yeah. we would. And then we'd put Big Board Friday on the big screen or whatever. And that's the first time I was introduced to Coach Kriegel. I think his theme that year was like the chain, breaking the chain or something. He had like a mm. big freaking dog chain or whatever. <laughs> And it was on Big Board Friday. They, they videoed his pregame thing, and and I was like, "Who the heck is this dude, man?" He was like a crazy bald guy, like running around. He had this chain around his neck, and then he just like jumped into a dog pile and was like going crying. Like, I gotta meet that guy. I gotta meet that guy. I like that guy. You know? so, uh, so I dug around, found out. Yeah, it was, it was Coach Kriegel at Perrysburg. I'm like, oh, that that I want to coach with that guy someday. I honestly, I, I honestly told you that I had to have yeah. that in my. And it just so happened, you know, that it, I, I got the luxury. I was, I'd hope he stayed a little bit longer, but <laughs> I, got, I got at least I got a couple of years with him. So, and that's something I, I, I think about too is like some of the great coaches I've got to work under. And, you know, Coach James has been there for a, a million years and run the triple option. And he, he, he puts, he's got a solid program over there. I don't know if he's ever going to leave. He's probably, they're probably going to 
epoxy him on the sideline or something when he passes away and just leave him there. Um, and then especially now he's got turf over there now too. That was always his biggest. I hate working on this field. You know, that's going to kill me. Blah, blah, blah. Now he's got turf. <laughs> he's probably going to stay in there 20 years. Yeah. Extend, yeah it's going to extend his life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, then you got coach hall, you know, who's been around for a million years and I, and I coached against coach hall and, and he's one of those coaches that, you know, like, man, wow, he's a tough, he's a tough bird. And so I've gotten to coach under him and, and, uh, another one, you probably don't have coach chopper smells. Who's, uh, Big Legion, American Legion coach uh, in the Hall of Fame. He, he, the dude's coached for a million years. He passed away. But I, I played under him mm. in high school, and then I coached with him for 10 years, too, in the summers. So, you know, some of them coaches, you know, that coached against and then got to coach with, you know, I, that, that's been a great part of my life. I've learned a lot from all of those those guys. That, that Yeah, that's my – being a new varsity football coach when Coach Kriegel brought me up, uh, was um, eye-opening because you know I didn't know what to expect. Uh, what what I loved and I've talked about it a lot. Dirk does it too. Coach Connor uh, just lets us like here's all right. You have 20 minutes. Do whatever you want to do. Like do your drills. Yeah. You know this is a pass focus or this is run focus. So at least make your drills that on yeah. that. But other than that, just just do your thing. And you know Coach Kriegel told me in the summer, my first summer there, he goes. I, I, I was like telling him about these drills and he goes, Hey, you can do whatever you want. He goes, you'll learn pretty quickly if they're good drills or not. The kids will let you know if they like them or not. And sometimes yep. for them, some, like sometimes it doesn't matter if you like it and they don't guess what, you're still going to do it. Cause you, you it's bad. important. Right. If, if you um, see it, yeah. If you see it going over to the, over to the field on Friday night. Yeah. You're going to stick with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And there's some that I just did because it was toward, like I did even into this day, the, those guys still talk about it like uh, it was uh nick kilbride aiden pratt they talk about yep. uh the, i used to do this drill called red light green light where it's basically like a conditioning drill but it taught them like sure. how to br- how to break down uh before they went on their route or whatever and they they hated it but i loved it i go guys we do we do it for like two minutes and we'll be done you know i just right. <laughs> but right. they still talk yep. about it Oh, I, no, all my guys, when I was at Northwood, i was a linebacker coach there and i i took over for the guy that retired who had coached me um old guy linebacker coach great coach and so i took some of his drills and i morphed some of them into mine and and i still have all, all my linebackers when they come back and they see me god coach that type typewriter drill i hated the typewriter drill i called it typewriter it, it, it's a, a bag drill basically yeah. the background and they had to shuffle over them and then it weave through them and then you had you know all it's just basically a footwork drill yeah. and it was a conditioning drill and it was a tough drill and i and when they got out of my individual period uh, then we would go into group and they were, they were was like, cause their group coach would be like, what are you doing to them over there? I said, <laughs> I said, I'm killing them. And, and that's basically what I would do. And, and, but I'm telling you, it, it, it went over to the field. So that's yeah. all it matters. You know, and we were known, Northwood was known for great middle linebackers. And so that's what we developed. And, uh, so I'm like, it's working. So I did it. <laughs> and every single one of them dudes, when anybody come back at your type driver, I hated that. I hated that drill. <laughs> so, yeah. So, to, you know, kids from all the way back from, you know, that graduated in 2013, when yeah. I see them and 11, I see them and they're like, yeah, coach, I hated your type. Bro. But thank <laughs> hey, you. As long as, as long as they don't say, I hate you. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You know, and, and one of my, one of my best linebackers, uh, I don't know if he's, st- if he's still there. I know he went back and he's coaching at Northwood. He was actually, he was coaching linebackers and he said, he goes, I, we do your typewriter drill, typewriter drill. I said, there you go. So you're passing it on. So I passed it on. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I, I bet someone does it if they get into coaching, and they do, right? Oh, there, yeah, yeah. He did. yeah, he did. Yep, he did. Yep. So, yeah, so I told him, yeah, you can hate it, but you know, it worked and it was good. It was a good conditioner. Yeah. And while all the, all the other dudes on defense were huffing and puffing when we were doing conditioning, you were just sailing right through it, weren't you? <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly why I did it. And it worked on your, your footwork. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I, I one thing that that uh, blew my mind is when when you came on the staff. First of all, you came on the staff. Uh, you were supposed to be were you supposed to be a junior high coach, and then you ended up just being a varsity coach. No, I didn't. No, so so that yeah, that's kind of a weird thing because I I I got the itch again. So I called Chuck and I say, Chuck, I got the itch again, man. I said, and I'm in Perrysburg now, so we moved into Perrysburg because you great school system. Yeah. Um, we got young kids coming in. I said, so this is why we're here. And I said, if there's any coaching positions in baseball or football that pop up, you know, just let 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 one of the coaches know that I'll, I'd be more than volunteer. I'll, what, I'll do whatever. Just I want to get back into it a little bit. And he says, oh, he goes, yeah, let me let me do some check in. And, and he come back. Well, we have a seventh grade uh, assistant football coach position open. Do you want to do that? I go, yep, let me do it. And I said, I love developing. I'll do that. So me and Ben Marshall. Yeah, did that. Um, I did that for one year and, uh, coach Kriegel calls me up and says, are you coaching junior high football? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what the hell are you doing coaching junior high football? I said, I talked to coach, uh, I call him coach Jaco. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. I, Cause I talked to Jaco and he said that he goes, I got a spot up at the varsity. You, you do you want to come up and coach that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and I'm like, you know, I'm a defensive guy. And that's what I was a defensive coordinator at seventh grade for, for Ben. And uh, so I'm thinking, all right, you know, defense, you know. So then I come up and Coach Densdorf's there, you know. I'm like, he's been there forever, whatever. And and and, and Coach Kriegel's like, I need you to coach quarterbacks. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. Yep. Got it. No problem. Never coached him before in my life. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> yep, yep. Never coached him before in my life. I got it, man. I got it. You know, I, I had two of them. You know, I had two. Co- I had two quarterbacks in the family. Did they did real well? I said so. Yeah. Yep, I'm good. I got it. So, so you want me to teach the mesh point for triple option? Or he's, like, he's like, no, we're not doing any of that shit. Here. You, and, you, you know, know what? Drew, Drew loves that. You and Drew would have gotten along so oh, well if that. No, no. Me and Drew. Oh, me and Drew. You have no idea. We were drawing shit stuff. Sorry on the the, <laughs> the uh, dry erase. Yeah. Uh, you know, behind the scenes when nobody else was around, you know, we always talked about triple. Out. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we always talked to the philosophies of that, and you know, the mesh point, and the footwork, and you know, I can I can teach it just because you know, with Nick and Eric, you know, my my older boys, I was constantly, you know, watching them do it, and and occasionally I would get to watch them go through their individual oh. periods with Coach James and and watch how he did it, and then well, we did clinics and stuff with the little kids at at Northwood, so. You know, we would a coaching staff would help out with that, and um, a lot of times, you know, I I didn't have anything going on in defense, so I would just go down and help out with the quarterbacks. So I, you know, it wasn't like I was totally no clue what it was, sure, but sure. it was a totally different thing. So you know, I had to get into the, you know, picking brains and getting on YouTube and looking at oh, yeah. different stuff to learn. And but it's it's coach, it's just coaching, just it's just making a connection with the kids. And having Drew as the freaking quarterback, didn't yep. that all I was there was just basically a, a figurehead. Yeah, you know, and he was he he probably taught me more than I taught. Well, well, that's how. More. Yeah, but yeah, that mental, that's how it was. Just the that, mental the mental approach to the game. I think I helped yeah. him there. Okay, but the but the 
the physical part of it and all that, he had that. I mean, you know how he was. Mm-hmm. He had that that part down. But maybe like like I guess more of the personal side of it, like the the not being so tough on yourself when you make a mistake. Uh-huh. Um, don't compound your errors, you know, you know, do something good a little bit, you know, do something a little bit better if you're struggling at something, you know, like he there was times where he would struggle on the short passing routes, you know. I said, Well, then, you know, let's just start looking at the medium routes, you know, or just little stuff like I, I, I think I helped him out there a little bit other than that, but like it's just the fundamentals and the knowing the offense. I mean, dude, he was, he was on top of that, you know? So yeah. That, yeah. That's how, that's how I felt when, so my first year as a head freshman football coach, he was, that was his freshman class. So that right. he, Oh, he helped me out tremendously. Like he would come, he would, you know, he would have little impromptu meetings with me after practice. We'd talk about stuff or, you know, he would say, Hey, I think we should be doing this more. I, one time he, he told me, he's like, we need to be conditioning more. I said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I, what I learned from my dad, my dad coached my baseball team for several years is mm-hmm. he would tell us like, I don't know a lot about baseball. Um, so if you guys have suggestions or want to do things or want to change things, you let me know and we'll talk about it. And that's what I learned yeah. from him. And, and Drew was perfect for that. Like he would, suggest things or talk to me and you know i was open to that kind of stuff because i wanted sure. I, I wanted it to make the fun for them and be be the best team we could be and i know i don't know everything so that's that right. would play a huge part in our success that's that's a huge approach to a successful coach is saying i don't know everything mm-hmm. and i'm not going to tell you i know everything i know a lot about a lot about it but i don't know everything and if you have a coach that says i know everything there's no about football and i'm you know it's like then that not the guy that's not the guy yeah. you want to be around you know it's like well like with coach james and coach kriegel those those guys were let you coach and, mm-hmm. and those are the great ones the ones yeah. that don't micromanage and let you do your thing you know guide you which is great that's you know you got their program you know what their you know what their program is uh you know what you have to do to develop your kids into that program and just let you kind of do your own thing those are the ones that are the great successful coaches and I, I coached the same way when I was a head baseball coach at Northwood. I had a great staff, um, uh, put, put the staff together. And I said, this is what, this is what we're doing. You know, it was a, a program that was in shambles. Uh, it was a lot of garbage. I mean, we could, there's, that's a five hour podcast right there, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the athletic director said, I'm going to bring you in. I want you to straighten it out. I want you to build it. I want you to rebuild it. I want you to make it successful. And if you can do that, great. And I said, all right, that's easy to do. So we flipped that thing around really quickly and it was all on my staff that they were the mm-hmm. ones that part of it. Cause I let them go, let them do their thing. We had, we had a, a philosophy that we were going to uh, toughen up the baseball program and make it, make it difficult um, to be successful. We worked them hard. It wasn't just show up and play baseball and go home. It was, we put we installed a weight program. We installed uh, you know a, a physical program in the off season. Uh, we had a powerlifting baseball team. A baseball team had a powerlifting team that we did powerlifting meets with, mm-hmm. and so yeah. Wow. So it was a whole diff- we just completely revamped that philosophy, and and obviously that it worked. We had a very successful baseball program over there. Yeah, yeah, it's well. It, it's cool to see like. Now that I've been a varsity coach for a few years now, it's like to see other coaches or younger coaches. And because I was, you know, I was a seventh grade football coach for, for two, two years or three years. I can't remember now. And then I was a freshman coach for three years. And to, to understand like what, what a coach is looking at or seeing, because I remember 
being a seventh grade coach and I was looking through old emails for what I think I, I was running out of space. So I was looking through old emails and I texted coach Kriegel like, man, coach, I was annoying. I was emailing you all the time as a seventh grade coach. Like, Hey, what do you need me to do on Friday nights with this and that? He goes, no, you were just, you knew what you wanted. You were persistent. He goes, it, it wasn't annoying. And you know, eventually I remember seeing Drew was in junior high at the time. I think he was in eighth grade. And I saw Co coach Sims there and I was like, Hey, coach Kriegel asked if I wanted to be, you know, the head freshman football coach. And, He's like, yeah, he talked to me about you. He asked, he's, he just asked, like, do you think Lorenzo would be good at it? And, and they, they, you know, like, yeah, I think he'd be good. And so I was, just, you know, there for, for three years. And just to see, like, just to understand, like, Coach Kriegel knows what's going on in these lower levels. He just, he's, yeah. you know, he doesn't need to be super involved to not understand what's happening. And, you know, to, to see that and to be able to say, hey, Lorenzo, I need you to coach wide receivers. And even though that was the same thing as far as quarterbacks, like my friends made fun of me. You're like, you're coaching wide receivers? Like, hey, I don't have to do the job. I just got to coach them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it was the same thing, like going on YouTube, finding those videos, finding videos, finding drills, talking to people. You know, I spent a whole day at when we went to UT, I spent a whole day with our wide receivers coach at UT, you know, and, and learning stuff there. So it's it was fun. It, it was a, a new thing and, you know, never had to deal with it. See, see, you remind me of me, Lorenzo. It was the same exact thing that when I did. I, I was a 135-pound senior. Uh, maybe it's 165. I was. I played at 135 my entire – One, I, I gained like 30 pounds my senior year. Uh, I was a free safety wide receiver in high school. Yeah. And uh, and I and I coached linebackers when I got up. That's everybody, you're coaching linebackers? <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I, I, I got one year – the coach that was before me that retired, he partially retired. He would come back and kind of mentor me, I guess is what you say. So I learned from him and then they had something called the, I, I don't know if you ever got to the Glazier clinics that they used to have downtown Toledo. They used to have mm -hmm. football clinics every year. Um, they would have this big clinic where all these coaches would come in, college coaches, NFL coaches would come in and the team would have to pay a certain fee and then coach James would send us all down to this thing. It was like a three day thing. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so we'd go like Friday evening and it was just like different, they had different rooms downtown uh, in the um, whatever that hall is down there. And then each, each coach would have his own room and then you just get pick and choose who you wanted to go watch and who you wanted to go. They, they just break film down. They would, then they do after they do skull sessions afterwards. You just sit there and just bullshit, you know, BS with them. And, uh, so I did that every year. I learned more from that. And yeah. uh, in fact, um, I was uh, in junior high. I was the wide receivers uh, DBs coach with coach uh, Jaco. And uh, I can remember uh, talking to uh, a young coach uh, that was at Notre Dame at the time it was urban Meyer. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually had, I actually had lunch with, I actually had lunch with him and uh, just talking about why he was the wide receivers coach at Notre Dame. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, so I learned from him and I learned from, gosh, I can't, I've met so many great coaches that were young at the time now, but uh, then that, just immersed myself in that. And that's how I kind of learned my philosophy, learned how to coach. I picked up drills there and just it morphed into that. And just working under successful coaches was huge too as well. So that yeah. made it easy. Yeah. Well, Dave, I, I won't keep you much longer. I appreciate you coming on here um this was this was really fun uh it was, it was yeah. cool it's, it's always fun to talk especially just talk to someone i know but talk to coaching i and i did i know uh while you were out there i did enjoy talking to you uh just you know just uh when we were in between drills or you know when dirt when coach connor came you know he had yeah. the, the split up session so it was fun just to yeah. just talk with you i learned a lot from you and you know i, I appreciate appreciate you being out there 
so w- when you were done, it was, it's one of those things like, like when Sam left to take over Eastwood, like, it's like, man, that's, you know, another dude I would talk to a lot, you know, and, and right. they get re- replaced by, you know, people that eventually oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have that same relationship with, but you know, it's tough losing, losing guys like that. So I, I appreciate yeah. you being out there. Yeah. I appreciate it too. Yeah. Like I say, is you, you're going to, you're going to come across a, a million coaches that, that you're going to be in and out with and you're going to learn from, they're going to learn from you. And that's the great thing about the, the, the coaching community, I guess what it yeah. is, is. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed working with you guys too. I, I miss it. I do miss it. I will, I will tell you that. Um, and it, getting the itch again a little bit, but you know, I'm changing, changing careers now. So yeah. uh, I won't be allowed to coach, but uh, <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this career thing a couple years and see if I, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, so um, we'll see how that goes, but yeah. I got that little itch, you know what I mean? You know, Coach Connor's, uh, yeah. Coach Connor's been on me a little bit, you know, uh, and <laughs> I politely declined and told him, you know, it's not at this time, you know, yeah. and, and uh, Coach Cotterman is kind of, oh, kinda, sure. So it's kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm going to give it a couple of years to try this new career and uh, see how that goes. If it goes well, I'll probably stay out. But if it doesn't, you know, get, I'll find something I can get back in again. Yeah. But well, once, you're well, coach, you're, once you're a coach, you're always a coach. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, well, good luck. Good luck with that, Dave. Uh, Again, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I appreciate you having me. Thanks again to my guest, Dave Russell, for coming on the podcast today. It was great hearing uh, all about his early coaching, coaching his sons. That's a huge thing for me. So I'm waiting for my son to uh, get to the varsity because I'm excited to be on a team coaching while he is there. So I like hearing his his take on it about when before his sons got to varsity and then after they left how he felt uh and everywhere in between and uh good luck to him in his new career uh i'm excited for him and maybe he makes it back out there coaching maybe he doesn't but he's a great dude great guy and i appreciate him coming on here and uh talking to talking to me about football and coaching and family stuff so uh again rate review subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast uh leave comments reach out to me for any guests that you think would be good to be on the podcast i'm always looking for people so um please uh please interact that's what we're looking for here interact with the podcast again three day three different dads it's on a little of a hiatus um while jim deals with uh, uh his family and uh we'll be back whenever uh, whenever we can get back So uh, I appreciate you all hanging out. Appreciate you all listening. As always, thanks to Big Daddy Graphics, Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, and Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.